Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. friends and welcome back to the goddess ceremony podcast my name is cassandra i'm sharing a really personal story today on the podcast about my healing journey and one part of it that was especially transformative many of you have heard bits and pieces of the story or maybe you listened to the other podcast where i shared more of my full life story and how i went from a corporate woman to a woman traveling the world teaching sacred goddess retreats and women's circles but this is a part of my story that i think has a lot of lessons that we could all learn from and i think this experience specifically gave me the wisdom that i needed to be able to grow personally as well as in this business within goddess ceremony And so at the very end, I'll also have some suggestions on how you can take a similar leap and what that might look like for you in your life. What I'm talking about specifically today is my healing journey and the Alcan. The Alcan is kind of a nickname for the Alaskan Highway. It is the one road that takes you across Canada into Alaska. There are a couple different mini routes, but there's one main road that will take you the entire way. So I'm going to talk about my experience driving the Alcan by myself, what that looked like and what I learned along that wild, wild journey. Often when I tell people that I drove the Alcan, the reactions are pretty, pretty interesting. Most people are shocked that a woman would do this trip by herself and Um, You know, I think there are certainly places in the world where as a woman you do need to be careful, but of all the places in the world I would say this is a pretty solid one for most women to be able to do. And I think I also just had such a passion and a drive to be there and I knew I was meant to do it and so I never once questioned my safety when I was on the Alcan. The Alaskan Highway, in my opinion, is the most gorgeous drive in the world. It's somewhat of an initiation and a a drive that I would recommend every human being do. It really is beyond words, and we sometimes forget how large this world is and how much diversity exists and just how special this, this planet really is. And I felt closer to God or the universe on this drive than than ever before. I felt closer than I ever had in my life, and that was because I was surrounded by the most profound beauty that I had ever seen. So when I left Michigan, and this was May of 2017, I left a lot behind. I left behind a relationship that had no longer... um, it was just no longer healthy. There were a lot of things that were going on and it felt like it was time for me to move on. From the outside though, it probably looked a bit absurd for me to be leaving. I had built quite the client base in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I was well known in the community. I had an amazing group of friends and yet something told me that I needed to move on, that there was 
more for me to explore. So I went back and forth for a few months and ultimately it boiled down to it was time for me to go and it was time for me to go alone. So I was very scared, of course, as the date approaches, I had a lot of resistance come up. I really questioned my decision. I felt this deep intuitive calling that I needed to leave. And yet, of course, <laughs> resistance, I felt so scared. It's, it's scary to leave behind everything you've known for the last few years. I had a car that I had driven up to Alaska the year before and just left up there. And so I decided that what I needed during this healing time was to be in Alaska, the place that, that I call home in many ways, the one place where I've always felt safe and that has really cradled me. And then I knew I would drive the Alcan by myself back to the lower 48. So I remember leaving Michigan. I freaking cried my eyes out on the plane. The TSA agents was making fun of me because it was like the first week of June and I'm wearing like three layers of clothes and my extra tufts, which are the, you know, someone's from or going to Alaska if they've got these special rubber boots on. It's kind of like a cool person club in Alaska. Oh, you got your extra tufts. Nice. Like you're one of us. Anyway, so TSA is making fun of me because I look like I'm going to Antarctica and it's June in Michigan. <laughs> And I got to Alaska and I spent a night at a hotel there and I just cried and cried and cried because I thought I had made the wrong choice. I thought, why did you leave this relationship? It wasn't that bad. Maybe you could have made it work. Why did you leave Michigan? It wasn't that bad. You maybe could have made it work. And even in that really hard moment, I knew there was something more for me. I needed to just trust. So the next day I hitchhiked down to Homer which is about four and a half hours south of Anchorage. And yes, I did hitchhike, uh, you know, got a little wild, little wild spirit in me. <laughs> and it was very, very safe. I was totally fine. When I got to Homer, I spent a month there. And that is truly my favorite place in the world to be surrounded by the ocean, the mountains, the glaciers, the wildlife. It's, it almost brings me to tears to even think about because there's something so healing in that place, specifically for me, but perhaps for everyone. So I spent a month there with family, spending lots of time in nature, eating amazing food, being alone on the beach, and it was so healing, and I began to piece myself back together. But that month flew by really quick, and then it was time for me to hit the road, and I was really scared to leave Homer, and yet I knew that there was an amazing journey ahead of me. When I was still in Michigan, the image that had come to mind when I knew I needed to leave and when I knew I needed to do more healing work, but it wasn't possible to do that specific healing work in Michigan, I saw myself alone, out in the middle of nowhere of Alaska or Canada, on the road, finding pieces of myself that I didn't even know I'd lost. And so that image stuck with me and I knew there was something really profound for me to learn on this drive. This was the first time that I was ever going to do the Alcan by myself. I'd done it a number of times as a kid with my family. I'd done it the year before with a friend, but this time I was doing it all alone. <laughs> and we're talking thousands of miles. Um, if you aren't familiar with the Alcan, it may be helpful to pull up a map because it's not really until you're driving it that you realize how freaking huge Canada is. You feel like you're in Canada forever. 
And even Alaska. When you hit the Alaska border, you think, woo, I'm in Alaska. And you're like, oh, it's still 12 hours to Anchorage. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're just talking about some big, wild country. So I loaded up. I drove to Anchorage. I um, went grocery shopping at the co-op there. I slept in the Cabela's parking lots in my Forerunner little little mini tangent here. I had converted my Forerunner to be kind of like a little camper van, so I had a shelf in it and I had a bed in it, and it just made more sense for me to do that rather than pulling a trailer or something like that. I felt like I could make it pretty comfy and I wanted to be able to just travel really light. And without further ado, I got on the road. That day I drove 10 hours or so and I got to Toke, Alaska, which is a tiny, tiny little town, and it's totally in the middle of nowhere, and it's really the, the last town in Alaska before you go through the border. <clears throat> so then the next day I went through the border, and I was officially in Canada, and that's when I felt like my journey was really beginning. Oh my god, I am in Canada in the middle of nowhere, and my cell service was so unreliable. I had paid extra with my phone to be able to have cell service in Canada, but there are massive parts of especially the Yukon territory where you just don't get cell service. And so there was, there was almost a two day stretch where I didn't have cell service at all. And I thought, everyone probably thinks I'm murdered and dead, and like being eaten by bears or, you know, some worst case scenario. So I just kept driving. I did 10 to 12 hours of driving a day. That's just what felt right. I would stop when I needed to, when it was something really beautiful, or um, I stopped for any hot springs along the way because that was a godsend when you're sitting on your butt driving all day. But it was in these quiet moments on the road where there were hundreds of miles from me to another little town or city that I did so much healing. I knew all along this way that the healing I needed needed to be done alone. I needed to be by myself with my thoughts and I needed to face some of the demons that had crept up from my past. And I did a lot of really hard healing work. We all see the beautiful pictures on Instagram, you know, of a yoga pose on a beach and it's just magical and it's like hashtag healing. And yeah, maybe some healing happens there, but most of the time healing is messy and it is dirty and it's not glamorous. So healing was sobbing in my car or pulling over to the side of the road in the middle of nowhere and screaming as loud and hard as I could until I fell over into the forest. And it sounds dramatic, but that is the kind of stuff that really shifted things for me. To be able to awaken this wild, wild thing in me that had been leashed for far too long. And it was incredible. I should point out too that I had some retreats that I needed to do along the way. I had a retreat in Idaho that was the, the next big thing I needed to do, but that was almost two months away. So I created a huge amount of space to just take my time. I knew I would maybe stop in Vancouver or Seattle, Portland, some of my favorite places there. And I had an open amount of time to where if I liked Seattle, then I could stay in Seattle for a few weeks. If I didn't, then I could move on, which I think is the most enjoyable way to travel where you're not stuck to any one thing. 
but I healed so much on the Alaskan highway. And while it was very challenging at the time, while I still had doubts come up, I recently found my journal that I kept during that trip. And it's fun to look at because I took very detailed notes of exactly where I had driven each day and the things I'd seen. And, you know, those little details you forget, you get to the point where you're like, yeah, it took me five days to get from Anchorage to Seattle. But you you forget those little details of like, oh yeah, I remember it was 2 a.m. and I was so tired and I couldn't find a pullout and then I finally found one and, you know, there was a moose and it was so fun to watch the moose at two o'clock in the morning or whatever. So those little, little experiences that we forget that were so meaningful in the moment. So I was able to read through this notebook and then I also saw the many, many nights where I was so alone and and really questioned if all of this was worth it. And I think life is that way sometimes. We find empowerments, we make big life decisions, and then we find ourselves questioning it. We think, did I really do the right thing? Was I just being rash? Was I just, you know, not willing to compromise? It was something wrong with me. What did I do wrong? And yet, so often down the road, whether it's a month later or years later, we're able to look back and to just smile for ourselves and know that she had no idea at that moment what was happening, but that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning of her really, really reclaiming herself. So I can imagine this version of myself alone in a sleeping bag in her car with no cell service, trying to read like a book by a flashlight. <clears throat> And while she felt so sad and so lost and immersed in this really hard healing work, I feel so much gratitude for that time in my life because that was key to finding a lot of aspects of myself. I was able to learn how to be okay with being alone and to not need to rely on someone else to validate me. I learned how to love myself through all of the imperfections and all of the messy healing work. I learned that I was capable, that I was so much stronger than I thought, that I could freaking get in my car and drive almost 5,000 miles by myself without any issues. I mean, wow. Especially as women, so often we're told that we can't and that we're not capable and, you know, what would you do if your car broke down? You need a man and... You know, it's, it's just unfortunate that we're not taught you can do whatever you want. And especially if it's something you're intuitively guided to do or divinely guided to do, then you will always be taken care of. And that's exactly how I felt on the Alcan. I knew I was meant to be doing it and I could feel this safety wrapped all around me. As though the universe was saying, you need this and I will make sure you are okay. <clears throat> so, if you are feeling a similar call, if you've been feeling intuitively guided to go on a certain trip or to do something drastic in your life, tune in and ask yourself if this is an intuitive calling or if this is just a desire. There's certainly a place for desire, but your intuition will feel deep in your guts. You'll feel this unshakable craving to do something. And even though it likely won't make any sense, 
like me, leaving Michigan, it made lots of sense for me to stay and continue to grow my business and, you know, figure it out in a relationship. It didn't feel right. And so I'm really grateful that I listened to that call, that I got on that plane and went to Alaska, that I did that drive by myself, that I took those months as a quiet healing time where I did not date, I did not surround myself with people that, that didn't share a similar vision. It was a very quiet, contemplative time and my intuition guided me to that. This is a loving reminder to you, sister, that's listening, to trust your intuition always. Your intuition knows what is best, and to always listen to what you call the divine. And there's certainly a merging of intuition and divine guidance. I think often divine guidance comes into to us through intuition. And it's also okay to take leaps, and it's also okay to follow your heart. As cliche as that sounds, it is okay to follow your heart. And oftentimes, it doesn't make sense. But in the end, we are so grateful we did it. So whether you're feeling called to go somewhere like Costa Rica or Mexico for a week, if you're feeling really called to sign up for a training or something that feels totally out of your comfort zone. Heck, if you're feeling called to drive to Alaska by yourself, tune in and ask yourself, is this an intuitive thing? Am I being guided to do something that will dramatically support me, that will help heal me, that will bring me inspiration and wisdom? I do not believe that I would have the guidance nor the wisdom, nor the own, my own personal developments had I not done that trip. And so I can see how, how important that was for me to be able to do the work that I do. And I can tell you the retreats I did the year before I left on that trip, they were really good. A lot of women were really supported. I had many, many wonderful reviews, but the retreats that I did after that trip like when I got to Idaho and then Utah and Colorado and New Mexico and everywhere I went that summer, it was a night and day difference. I knew myself to a far deeper level and I had processed so much personally that I was able to be a far better guide and teacher for all of the amazing women that came. And that was perhaps the most beautiful thing. So sister, where can you tune in? What guidance are you hearing? Are you willing to listen to this guidance? Are you ready to take the leap so that you can become who you were always destined to be? I hope this podcast brought you some inspiration. And I guess to bring it full circle, if you ever get the chance to drive the Alcan, do it. It is epic. Um, you know, if you don't like driving lots, maybe go with someone else so that there's two of you. Because there are really long stretches where it's beautiful, but it's not necessarily like you want to get out and hang out for a couple hours. <clears throat> so if you are ever given the opportunity to drive the Alcan, please do it. I'm headed back to Alaska this summer for an Alaska goddess retreat. So hey, if you need an excuse to drive on up, I would love to see you there. Thank you so much, sister, for witnessing me, for hearing my story. 
so much love and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.